Welcome to the Being Knowledge Share. In this episode, I am so excited to have Laura on our podcast and on our YouTube channel. So Laura Brandenburg, if you haven't heard about her, um, she is the person in the business analysis field, um, and I'm so honored to have you. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited to be here and, and share what I can with your community. Yeah. Awesome. Can you tell us about your background and how you became a business analyst? Yeah, for sure. So I started my career in the public publishing industry right out of college. I was an editorial assistant. That job literally bored me out of my mind. Um, and I very well, relatively quickly within a, a year or two moved into a quality assurance role. So I just knew I needed to get out of kind of the administrative role I found myself in and into more of a technology role. It just seemed like there was a lot of opportunity there. And so in that role, I started develop, it was like a new area that they were testing. I developed test processes for that. I got a lot of subject matter expertise. I got to work on a bunch of projects with a bunch of stakeholders. And as a result of that, I was invited to apply for a business analyst role. The title was systems analyst, but it was essentially business analysis. And that wasn't even really on my mind at the time, but I realized actually many years later when I started looking at like, how did I start a BA career? I realized like I had been doing a lot of business analysis work or at least like showing a lot of those underlying competencies. So from there, I filled systems or business analysis roles in three different companies. So I moved geographic locations and companies several times in my 20s. And then I eventually found myself uh, leading a 15-person team of business analysts, project managers, and quality assurance professionals. At, so it was like a startup company that was acquiring established job board companies. And so I was part of the tech team that was trying to integrate uh, all of the systems between those five companies. Um, and then when I left that role, I started bridging the gap and was initially contracting and consulting as a business analyst. Uh, and over time, that evolved from the blog it started from to the training company it is today. And I've been doing that now for over 10 years. Wow. That's, that's, yeah, that's incredible. Um, so in terms of business analysis, what qualities do you think are important for someone to have in order to be successful in this role, especially in this changing environment, be it AI, robotics, analytics? Yeah, I think the two like fundamental qualities that we see people who really succeed in the role have coming into it are great communication skills. I'm sure that's not a surprise, right? The ability to, to talk to people, to have written communication, all types of communication. And then the analysis, analytical thinking, problem solving ability. So the ability to think critically about what the problem is and how you might solve it. So these people tend to be the people who the improvement opportunities everywhere, often like when we're on help desk cues, mm -hmm. <laughs> right, or right. things like that. Um, but also, I think more than just like the, oh, that's not working well. Also, here's how we can make it better. And here's how I can get people aligned around making it better, right? So we have that ability to actually see through um, the improvement and get people on the same page. Um, one of the like less common at the upfront, but I think is a really essential quality to, to build is, is a thick skin because as a business analyst, you're not going to get things right the first time. 
you won't always know all the answers and you need to be comfortable with that level of ambiguity. And that might bring up reactions from your stakeholders when you're like, I don't know, I need to go research that. Or I don't know, let's research that together or let's figure out who knows, right? Um, so that kind of, or or you put a requirement out there and they're like, this is not what I wanted at all. And they're really upset about it, right? So there's a thick skin of like not getting too invested and being perfect the first time through. Yeah, it's interesting you brought up communication because a lot of um, business analysts or individuals might think like all that business analysts do is analyze, right? It's really the analysis piece of it. But it's fascinating when you say communication because communication is like the glue um, for everything. And I feel like to your point, it's like the BA is the glue on a and having thick skin. It's 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 important to have thick skin uh, <laughs> in order to deal with questions from your QA or from your project manager. But uh, yeah, no, that's that's a, some great um, qualities that you you've brought up. Um, speaking of of business analysis. Um, so the community that I have are primarily analytics professionals. Um, can you sort of elaborate on the differences between business analysis, analytics, or, or you know, what what is, or do they complement each other? How does that whole thing come into play? Yeah, I think this is such a fascinating discussion. And we, I'm sure you see this confusion in people who find you, and we see this in people who find us, right? Like, so... There, because there's just so much confusion between these roles and the titles are used so inconsistently. Companies, it's not like there's a standard title or standard set of responsibilities or a standard job description. I don't think we'll ever really get there because both of the skill sets are just so essential and important and highly valued. And there's different ways to blend things. But I will say how we talk about business analysis at Bridging the Gap and the type of role that I see is like a, if you were going to call it a pure business analyst role, would be somebody who literally bridges the gap between business and technology stakeholders, right? And they they make sure that the software actually does what the business needs it to do to solve a problem. And so that could involve techniques like business process analysis, use cases, wireframes, or user stories, some way of modeling the software or functional requirements, some way of modeling the, the data, but not necessarily analyzing the data. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that too, but like, so how does the information need to get stored in the software systems? Um, and then looking at that project from an end-to-end perspective. So starting with what are the business needs all the way through to now we've implemented it, what ROI do we achieve, right? So kind mm-hmm. of having that end-to-end view. And so my understanding of business analytics, and I'd love to hear, I think you have a deeper personal expertise in this, so feel free to add on, but like they're using data analysis to gain insights about the company or the competitive landscape and help make decisions, um, maybe using a business intelligence skill set. And so they'd be analyzing data, collecting patterns, creating reports, um, identifying opportunities for growth and improvement. So there's obviously like ways that these roles would overlap. Like you might use data or analyze to figure out what the problem is, but then you actually need to make implement the solution and that would be more of a business analyst role versus a business analytics role is that how you see it play out absolutely yeah i'm I'm with you because many times you i come across individuals that are um you know are their title is business analytics analyst if you want to call it yeah um their job is basically covers a wide range of tasks right so right from 
development of, of the reports or, or even analyzing data to the point of getting or gathering requirements. I think a lot of folks are hired to your point, even if you go to like a LinkedIn or Indeed, you find the, the, the role business analyst in the analytics field, but the descriptions are so different for each and every job um, that the they may expect someone to be analyzing data, creating development reports as an example through Tableau or um, Excel, what, what have you. Um, but they don't include the fact that you're responsible for gathering the requirements. Um, so there's a lot of things like elicitation, um, even to your point is like evaluating the solution. Um, so so a lot of that is definitely an overlap. Um, and, and it's such an abstract field at this point because there's so many things that are rapidly changing um, that it's becoming very interesting. But I think the core essence of a business analyst is important, even if you are in that role where you're responsible for analysis or development. Mm -hmm. um, just, just having those tools and understanding how to talk to your stakeholders, how to communicate with the stakeholders. Is, yeah, is I, I would agree. And I would imagine like, even if you're tasked maybe with something that seems simple, like a report, like you need to, again, gather the requirements and figure out what that, and that's a business analysis skill set coming up in a business analytics, analytics role. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And, and one example I wanted to share, I, so I have not worked on a business intelligence project specifically or done what I would consider business analytics, but there was a project where I was brought in after they implemented their BI platform, mm -hmm. right? So they basically did a very technology focused implementation of a BI platform. But then when they were trying to analyze the data, it was, the data wasn't telling them what they needed. So my work was like, well, we need this like one field in order to create this meaningful report. And I would sit down with them and map out what's the business process, like where are we going to collect that piece of information? Then what does this software system need to do or how do we configure it so that we're collecting that piece? And then eventually like what, where does it need to go, right? And then the BI side would take care of then the reporting from there. But it was just a really interesting, I think, reflection for me of how you can have all the data, but if you don't really have the business process that generates the data that's meaningful, um, it's not going to tell you what you need to know. Yeah, it's it's really the value, right? What is the value that this initiative is bringing to each to the stakeholders? Um, mm -hmm. Knowing the why, understanding the story, um, to make those important decisions that are needed. Because if you're off, off track and you don't understand the value, it's a lot of money down the drain. So yes. um, no, that's, that's, that's great. Um, can you walk us through a typical career path for business analysts? And I'm just going to add on to that as well. Um, a lot of uh, folks that I've spoken with in, in our, in the community have, have, have always wondered like, how do I break into the business analysis field? Um, business analysis seems so abstract, seems so, uh, there's so much, right? How does someone yeah. break into this field? Yeah, that's a really, really good question. So I I have a what I call a success path or a career path that 
I've developed from watching people progress through these various stages. And so I can talk through those various stages that I see people that tend to go through in their career. But at the very beginning of that is somebody who's exploring the profession. And that might be somebody you're speaking to there, right? So they're just, what is the difference between business analytics and business analysis? Like, isn't it just the same thing, right? They might be at that level and really trying to learn and being listening to podcasts like this one and resources like we have at Bridging the Gap and trying to figure things out. And then there's a switch I see people go through. Sometimes they're already there when they find us, but it's like they switch to what I call an intentional business analyst. So they are like, I am actually pursuing a job role or a career in this profession. And it's just, it's such a, it, it does, it does nothing external necessarily changes, but it's that intention of a clear decision that often yields opportunities. And the kinds of things that somebody in that stage would do would be, in analyzing the experiences they have from their work history, whether or not they had a business analyst role or title and looking at what could they bring forward? How were they a strong communicator? Where did they maybe analyze and solve problems? What kinds of, often it's like Word documents or Excel spreadsheets that they create. Mm -hmm. How could they map those to look like business analysis deliverables because often they're doing the work informally and just didn't realize that they were right so they're going to do really look at their transferable skills and they're also going to look for opportunities to use business analysis skills and that often the easiest place for somebody in a business analyst role i'd be interested in business analytics analytics but would be to analyze the business process you can always no matter what role you're in analyze the process that you're doing and put a workflow diagram together and figure out the details and you'll learn a lot from that process for sure um, about what makes a good requirements document. So just start to do some of that work. Often one opportunity leads to another. Uh, and then the next stage that we talk about on our success path is then the official, quote unquote, official business analyst, which again, may or may not have the title, but will have the responsibilities, right? So you will be given like, a job description that has those responsibilities of a business analyst and the opportunity to start to use those skills in a really formally sanctioned way on a project or an initiative, something like that. Uh, the next stage that I see people go through is once they've had a few projects, really feeling proven. So they feel comfortable, they feel confident in a specific work environment. Like I can execute and on this end-to-end -end process, I can use a variety of techniques. I, I have a toolbox, but I really just kind of feel comfortable in this specific domain or this specific type of project, right? And so that is a great milestone, but the next piece beyond that is, is the superhero, the person who can really drop into anywhere and be comfortable. Mm -hmm. And so what's really, I think, important is once you get that first level of comfort is that you break your comfort zone. So it could be a new area of your company. It could be, you know, if you have agile and waterfall going on, switching from one to the other, it could be, you know, really switching industries or domains, but doing something that takes you out of that comfort zone. So you can get really comfortable excelling in a wide variety of situations. And that's what makes you a superhero is that self-confidence that, you know, mm -hmm. I can do it no matter what. Um, and then from there, what we see is those people are so in high demand that they get really burnt out because everybody wants them on their projects, right? And so their next level is how do I become a champion? How do I actually help 
others succeed. And that could be mentoring. It could be thought leadership like you're doing with your podcast. It could be leading a BA team. It can come in a lot of different forms, but it's this shift in reliance on being individually successful to helping others be successful mm -hmm. in the role. It's great. great. Yeah. Um, I know it's a lot of information, but it's a, it is the path that I've seen how people go through. I'm sure it, it could be relevant in a business analytics context as well. Yeah. I'm, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so also there's things, there's other tools out there as well. Clearly your, um, your, your organization, what you've created, your platform is a really good place for folks to go to and really understand, well, hey, you know, what, what do you mean by transferable skills? I'm, I'm, I've read a couple of articles on your, on your yeah. website. Um, so there's a lot of, there's a wealth of information um, out there, Laura, that you've created. So I would highly recommend folks going to your website, actually looking at any classes or courses as well. Um, how, how important is it for a BA or business analyst to have a strong understanding of technology? And when I say technology in the analytics space, it's really the data analysis tools. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I think this really depends on where you wanna go with your career, right? So if you want to be a business analyst, analytics person, then obviously you need to know those tools. Right. But if you want to work more on the functional BA side or the business process BA side, I don't think you can bury your head. Nobody's really allowed to these days to bury their head around what technology enables us to do or what mm -hmm. the possibilities are or how the software systems in our organizations work, like how they function and what capabilities they have. Like that is essential but you don't necessarily need to know how to code them or design them or configure them unless like that's the work that you really want to be doing. So I often coach business analysts, like understand the capabilities of the software systems, build connections with the, the technology experts so that you can go in and ask questions when you need to understand the impact of a project on the software system and, and have those conversations versus feeling like you need to become the expert in all the things. And that kind of goes back to that thick skin that we started with of yeah. like not needing to feel like you know everything, but being able to be the one who asks a lot of questions. Um, and, and ask the questions at the right time. Yeah, and yeah. one thing just to add on as well, um, you know, learning, coding is one thing, right? Versus just learning about things like Tableau or, um, you know, MicroStrategy or any one of these tools, uh, analytics tools is important, mm -hmm. uh, just enough, right? I mean, if you, even if you read the Babel, which is a business analysis book of knowledge, is just, just understand the current state just enough so that you can speak um, with your stakeholders in a way where you're, you're sort of bridging that gap, <laughs> bridging mm -hmm. the gap. You know? um, so really it's, it's um, I mean, really good points um, that you brought up. Yeah. Um, before I get on to the last question, um, for the audience, if um, for someone that's not really in the business analysis field, um, who wants to become a business analyst, um, what are some resources um, or tools that you would recommend uh, for someone in that space? What, they're just sitting there as an example of like, where do I start? Like, how do I um, move forward? Yeah, so so kind of tactically how to move forward versus exactly. resources for bridging the gap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So the one thing I wish I had shared that I didn't when we talked about that intentional career path is, is how important I think it is to focus on the assets you have versus the assets you, you don't have. So when you, because the job market is so fragmented and there are so many types of business analyst roles, it's easy to like look at one job after another and be like, I'm not qualified. I'm not qualified. I'm not qualified. Right. Yeah. As opposed to here are the skills I bring, which may be like, I use Tableau as an end user in my previous company. And I can bring that skill set forward and kind of focus on roles where that would be relevant. Or it could be, I use salesforce.com as an end user. And I really understand that application and I can focus on that, right? Cause that's a really high demand skill set too. So, or it could be an industry expertise that's really in demand. So like, look at the areas that you can bring forward and then how can you use that as a jumping off point into more of a business analysis or a business analytics role. And so in terms of resources, I think like that is the resource is like your, the, the, what you do bring to the table versus kind of this sense of. I don't do that. I don't do that. I don't do it. Right. Like mm -hmm. this sense of like, it can be really overwhelming of all the things you can't do or all the qualifications yeah. you don't have versus really building your case for what you, you do have. Yeah. And to that point, can you provide us with some resources that can help our listeners transition into the field? For sure. So, and thank you for that opportunity. And we have a ton of resources at Bridging the Gap and our website is bridgingthegap.com with hyphens. So it's always hard to mention on a podcast. If I got to do it again, I would redo it. Um, and we also have almost 200 videos on our YouTube channel. So that's all great free content. Um, I do have a book on how to start a business analyst career. So this is a great, if you're really looking to get into the profession, it's a great starting point. And then on our website, we also offer a variety of digital toolkits and template toolkits, uh, an on-demand training course called the BA Essentials Masterclass, which is a great way to get an overview of the business analyst role. And then our flagship offering is called the Business Analyst Blueprint Certification Program, where our participants do earn the ACBA or the Applied Certification in Business Analysis. And what makes that program really unique is that it is a hands-on, very practical learning program. So to earn your certification, you don't take an exam. That's very mm -hmm. common in the industry is to do like a multiple choice exam. We have no multiple choice exam, but you do actual work deliverables that are reviewed by an instructor. You get feedback on what you did well and where you can improve. And that tends to really help people cement what transferable skills they have, as well as build that initial experience that moves them forward in the profession. So we have tons of different ways that you can work with us at all kinds of different price points and accessibility levels. So no, that's that's great because um, doing hands-on projects, I think, is a more valuable than just reading through something, right? So I think it. it builds a lot of confidence in folks when they go through your certification program, when they go through your blueprint program, um, to, to, to really know that, hey, I have the right skills. I just need to build that confidence. Take that next and, step. And so often this goes back to that question you asked about getting started, right? Like it yes. is by going out and using the skills. And so we help you find a way to like analyze a business process and engage a stakeholder in your organization, even if you're not officially in that role. And once you do that, it's amazing how you start to get noticed. And we've had people 
do it once and people are like, oh, this is amazing. Can you do this one? Can you do this one? And then before they know it, they're doing more and more business analysis and they have this leverage to, to turn it into a full-fledged opportunity for themselves. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Yes. Well, I, I really appreciate you spending time with me this uh, this afternoon um, and, and great conversations. I'm hoping that you may come back again on this podcast. Um, but really, thank you so much, Laura, for your time. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And thank you for what you do for the community as well. Thank you.